Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy, happy Monday, everybody. Hope you're all getting, you're all the, getting through the week. Uh, week. Starting nice. Start nice. You know what I mean? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Uh, uh, hope y'all had a rest for weekend. I definitely did. Again, I'm trying to center for all those that can. I did. I watched. I watched a bunch of horror movies. I know. I know. Netflix is kind of is kind of a little bit. However, 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 I feel like I start giving some of my horror movie recommendations. There's this movie called Sweetheart. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Very basic. Very basic. Storyline. Storyline. Very very simple. Very simple. But it's just so so. It's um. It's um. It's not slow. It's not slow. Even though not much. Not much happens. I know. I'm not like selling. It, selling it, trust me, trust me. Not much happens. Not much happens. Yet it's not, but yet slow. It's not slow. Basic story. Basic story. Yet it really, yet grips, it really you. grips you. A uh, few uh, things happen. Few things happen. Very scary. Very scary. And I love that. And I love that. It's you don't it's, need you all the CGI and a lot of gore for it to be a phenomenal shot. Shot and CG. So the island shots are absolutely, absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. And the female actress is so rad. So rad. It's so rad. It's so rad. And I just like female-centric characters. So anyway, so anyway, check that out. Good stuff. Good stuff. Keep you abreast. Keep you abreast of all the other good horror movies. Netflix usually doesn't. Also invisible, also invisible man. man. I'd started that. I'd started that. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss's new movie. And I was kind of like, and I was kind of like, eh, but then it really, then it really got, really good. got so for the horror fans. Check that out. Check that out. Check that out. Already. Already. I thought some of the scenes, some of the scenes were, were kind of, were kind of. Um, a new way, a new way of doing things, and she's just and a phenomenal, she's just a phenomenal actress, as well, actress as well. So anyway, check that out. Anyway, check question that out. Question as always, as always, it's up always, on our love line story. So, so rain on that, and of course, slide into this DM. Into this DM. Also, hope you're also checking out my new live stream show, live stream show on this Thursday night at 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Eastern. 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 You can check out all the past episodes episodes on radio.com, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitter, and experts, celebrities, celebrities, intersections of mental health, music, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, let's talk about let's talk about Pride Month. We're gonna be in it for a while. Pride month, month actually month keeps going until about, about, about the fall, depending on what city or country you live in. But, but in service of pride, a bunch of people came out. Came as gay, out. As as gay. As gay. Welcome to the LGBT family. I'm so glad that people are feeling more able to come out. And the beauty of celebrities coming out is that it normalizes. Normalizes. Not only not only normalizes because it makes because it makes people familiar and finally aware of someone gay because there are some individuals who live in communities or towns where they don't where they don't know anyone in the LGBT community. So it's very easy for them to have some bias or stereotype. Or stereotype or to other, or to other 
But celebrities, but celebrities, we often feel we like we haven't actually like have an actual relationship with them, and that's why we that's why we mourn their loss because our time with them and watching them act, them act it, it is it, it is a, a form of a relationship. It really, really is. And so when they come out, so as, when they gay, come out as gay, it makes us, it makes aware, us aware of someone, aware of who's, someone gay. who's gay. It also sometimes, it also sometimes if we knew them prior to prior to finding that out, we are forced to accept those that have a lot of bias against the community. We're forced to accept that wow, someone I care about and actually like enjoys gay, and that creates that creates a needed working through. But it also it also it starts safer, to make it safer because it's, in, because it's in the news, news and people get and people more get hearing about it. about it. But again, but again, the bigger goal the bigger is to get rid of the closet so no one else has to come out of it. Come out of if we stopped if assuming, assuming, assuming everyone was straight and building the world around heterosexuality, heterosexuality, no one would have to come, no out, have to come out as gay. So that's actually the worst. But let's welcome some people to the family. We've got DJ Spencer Brown, not familiar with him, but Snowboarders, Snowboarders, Jill Perkins, Chad Unger, Unger, and Danny Deck. Love people coming out in sports world. Also, fans of fans of the Orange is the new Taylor black. Schilling. Taylor Schilling. She's, the, she's the, lead the lead star. Or was. Or was. The story is now, the story's more, now centered more centered on the, on the uh, people of color, uh, people and, the of black color actresses, and the black actresses. actresses, actresses so, that's so that's great. But Taylor, her and her girlfriend, her girlfriend, really adorable, really adorable pictures. Also from the also show from Fleabag. The show Fleabag. Uh, haven't seen uh, haven't that seen yet, that but, yet, but I've heard really good things about it. Ben Aldridge has come out as gay. Curious to see how that will impact careers. Right now, though, I think we're at the best time when maybe it doesn't have to. And of course, last but not least, Nikki Bronski from Hairspray. I never... I never, I never knew. I never like knew. Taylor, like Taylor Schilling, Nikki Bronsky, especially, especially. I, I never had any sense of that. But, sense of that. but also that's because I tend to assume, I tend to assume nothing until older show. Told or show. I assume everyone is gay. gay. Or, or, I, I don't really, I, think, I don't in really think in those terms. Um, but I was hold but I was hold the space as a possibility for somebody nearby or trans or gender nonconforming. Until they tell me. I think that's like the really loving, accepting, supportive stance. Is I'll make no assumptions. And... I'll reference I'll people reference and say, hey, do you have a boyfriend, boyfriend or a girlfriend? Or girlfriend. For some people, for some people it's very shocking. Well, why would you assume? Well, why would you assume? It's like, I assume nothing, actually. That's why I, that's why I, I hold space for it to be of all genders. It's also a very a welcoming, welcoming stance. People say, when people say, they see your gender, they see your gender presentation, presentation, and they ask you questions, question that assumes the opposite gender, so that someone presents and say, oh, do you have a boyfriend? That actually communicates you're going to come out to me. Or someone says, oh, do you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a partner? I assume nothing. I'm not reinforcing the Closet, in the closet, I'm holding space, for, space for everyone to be who they are, and, and you're communicating that, communicating that you're not just, you're not educated just educating them, that you're safe that you're space. And so, more, and so of more of that. Make no assumptions. Make no assumptions. Stop, using, stop using gender terms. Um, um, and assumptions about, assumptions about gay or straight. Gay or straight. So, so ask them in ask more, them in more inclusive, inclusive Ask more inclusive-based questions. Based questions. It's, it's a loving, it's, it's a loving for some people, for some people, they've had they've bad had experiences, experiences coming out. Or it's never been safe. And if you want to have a true relationship, relationship, relationship with someone, allow them allow to be able to be themselves, themselves, around, themselves around, you. around you. It's also, it's, also, you know, it's, it's called being a good friend, good friend, good employer. Yeah, yeah. Non assumptive questions that are wide open. That's how we start to kind of start to handle that. All right, coming up next. All right, coming up next. Talking about talking about performative performative allyship. Now we're going to see a lot of see a lot of that. Pride time. And it's not to call out call out although that's in there, that's also, in there. also to support companies, companies and learning how to do better. So we'll be talking about so that. We'll be talking coming about that next. Coming up next. To love listening to Love Line. Dr. Chris. With Dr. Chris. On new channel on Q, Q channel and on Radio. And on radio.com. All right. We're back. Question of the night. It's up on our Love Line IG. So weigh in on that. Um, all right. So here's the talk. We're in Pride Month. And you're going to start to see a lot of organizations and businesses slapping rainbow pride flags on stuff like T-shirts. Um, et cetera, et cetera, as a way to make money, you know, capitalizing on Pride Month. And allyship, being an ally, being an ally or a supporter of the gay community means always, 
always being aware that gay people exist, always supporting them. If you only show up during Pride Month, you're just performing it, you're faking it, you're doing it, you're doing it when it looks best, you're doing it just to look good, you're doing it just to make money. What really shows whether or not you're a good ally is are you always concerned that you have gay shoppers or employees? Are you always celebrating that? Um, do you do you have gay people that are in positions of power? Like that's that's actually the that's actually like the biggest piece. Same thing with what's going on right now in the Black Lives Matter movement. People are posting things, putting up signs, and that's cool, but. Have you always done that? Will you move forward, continue to do that? Will you look around and realize, do we have black people in positions of power? I want you to look around. Do we have trans or gay people in positions of power? Do we support them? Um, are we a safe space for them? Or do we only do it right now? And is that going to fade off? Because it really matters what you did before and after Pride Month. I, I ignore what companies are doing during it. Like, great, you're in the parade. Yay. Great, you're selling a really expensive bougie t-shirt. But what were you doing last month? And what are you doing a month from Pride? Like, that's where we it's shown whether or not you're really in the fight and, and, and care or if you're just trying to fake it. And another term you're going to hear more of is what they called call woke washing. It's people faking being woke. And it's basically when a corporation, an institution, or a person right? They do something that's supposed to communicate. Oh, right. I'm an advocate. We're back. Question of the night. Social on cause. Love line IG. It's all about profits. So weigh in on that. capitalizing, taking advantage of that. Um, all right. This so happened here's the, the talk where a new commercial came out. We're going to start to see a lot of organizations and it was and so body positive. rainbow um, pride just flags on the stuff like this, t-shirts. Uh, larger bodied fat girl um, dancing. Et cetera, et cetera. She's loving her life, eating her ice cream. Just not caring what she looks like. And just being content, searching for joy, eating her food. So happy. That is phenomenal. She's not worrying about Means the calories or always. the weight. She's just enjoying always. life and being aware of the game. Then it turns out it's always a diet them. ice cream. If you only show up during that's Pride Month. washing. You're just you performing don't it. You're faking it. You're, doing you're actually it. taking you're doing it when it looks bad. You're doing it just to look this good. Buzzword. You're doing it just to make money. And this, this movement what of really body positivity. Whether or not you're good ally And you're doing it to, is, to perform. You're always pretend to be better. But you're actually selling diet ice cream, which keeps people trapped in the idea that we can't eat things celebrate or fatten it, that our worth and value is tied to our Body size Do you shape. have gay and people that, that, that are in positions of power? And so shame on you. Like that's, shame that's on all actually the, the That's actually that the are biggest piece. Faking Same with the terms with they're using around the Black Lives Matter movement, and are capitalizing people on pride. Are Black Lives Matter, things. and and they're not really in signs, the and that's cool um, because we're watching and we're more. Have you always done that? Will you like me? Continue to call you out. Look around and realize. Do we have black people? Halo ice cream do better. That's crap. Do we have trans companies again? That's pride rainbow shirts. Do we support them? But there's no gay people. Are we safe space for them? Or do we only do it Only feature straight. Is that going to fade off? They don't because it really money, matters what you did before and they, they don't support their gay I, I ignore what companies are doing during it. Like, like great, you're in the parade, yay. Great, you're selling a really expensive and bougie sadly, t-shirt. But what but were you doing last month? And what are you doing? Our money and our spending habits are like, what, that's where we, what it's will shown help whether make these changes. Really Stop and, and spending your money in supporting companies that don't support you. And another term you're going to hear more of is what they call that you're buying from don't have people that look like you. It's people faking being more supported in positions of power in the commercials. Go to the companies that do because there's a lot of companies that are supposed to communicate and they're making a lot of changes. Historically, they might not cause, but they learn. But it's all about. And profits. I'm here for that. We all need to learn. And they're capitalizing, not, taking advantage. I was not born knowing. This happened over the weekend. I had to keep my eyes and my ears open. Came out for an ice cream company and sit down. And it was so body positive. And so I'm okay with companies trying to be better. Larger body, fat girl dancing. Does the company have advertisements that feature people that are fat, not caring what she looks like, just being content, searching for joy, fat or black? So happy. Do they have people in positions of power making important decisions that are worrying about calories or her weight? 
it's just like enjoying if life the, if their food. company doesn't then reflect it turns you back, out it's then for not a diet ice cream. And I want the companies that's to inspired by this segment to say, let me look around and do better. How can that change? Taking advantage, right? I mean, there's a lot of companies that are finally trying to shift towards that. That's great, but it can't be about the money because that's when it's to perform. That means when the money isn't there, you'll stop. But you're actually selling diet ice cream. It can't be about that. Trapped about more than that. We can't eat things with calories in a time that are worth and value is tied to our body size or shape. And that that crap still matters. And so shame on you. Shame on all the companies. We're trying to say, hey, we noticed with the terms there's a flaw in your plan or design. And are You're capitalizing on pride better. Black Lives Matter. And hopefully they'll say thank really you for caring enough to call um, me in. Because we're watching. And, and we're more sophisticated we'll and smart. Do, right? People like me are, so, are going to call um, you out. That was a bummer. I'm so, so excited about that Halo commercial. Ice Cream Do Better. And then That's people crap. wrote in companies saying, again, hey, that these pride rainbow shirts. And then I did. I was like, yeah, they also have some vegan ice creams, which is great. commercials only feature straight people. And they don't donate money against animals. And they do nothing. And they don't support their gay employees in any way. So that's where it matters. And that's what counts. Uh, that commercial and is so sadly, rad. so the commercial shows you how it should look. Our money and our spending habits are what can grow into what will care. help make these changes. Uh, stop culture stop spending man. your money and supporting companies about that don't support you. It should be about if the companies that you're buying from or, or don't have shape people that look like you. Know, you. So, working there, supporting anyway, we'll keep talking about the power in the commercials. Go to the companies that do because there's a lot of companies that are woken up and they're making a lot of changes. Historically, they might not have been great, but they learned. And I'm here for that. We all need to learn. I did not. I was not born. Issues have to be dismantled. I had to keep not eyes on my ears open or victimized to do the sit down when I was told I was doing something wrong. And so I'm okay with companies trying to be better. All right, coming up next, we're going to be doing some COVID company of advertisements that feature people that are fat. This thing is not done. It's not resolved. We still need to be aware. So we're going to come up with some new COVID updates. You're listening to Love Lines of Power Making New Channel Decisions that are fat, black, or gay, or trans. Are you know like if the if their company doesn't reflect you back? Oh right, we're back, and now some and I want the company COVID talk. That's right. Talk about some stuff come up, came out last week and change. over the weekend, right? I mean, there's and, a lot of companies um, scary that are stuff. finally so, trying first to shift off, towards that. God, that's great. But it can't be about he the money. Is, he's the man because that's when it's and uh, he basically that says when the money isn't there, you'll stop doing it. And it can't be about that. Ready for this one? More than that. And so I'm so glad. If we go up to 100,000 cases a day, if this is not turned around, we don't want to weaponize. And again, he's the director of the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious Diseases. We're trying to say, hey, we noticed the president and his cabinet. They're not even smart enough to wear masks. They're harming people. Do better. And they're putting other people at harm. And hopefully, we'll say thank you for caring enough to call me in. He's saying 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 enough to call Hey, after okay, those returning to certain cities, I was like, ah, they also traveling from they have some vegan ice creams, which is great. I don't support quarantine. Dairy, like we're still saying that it's not just violence like, against animals. There are cities that have such know, high numbers of brutal. infections. So that's upsetting. There, um, when you get but, home. Uh, that the, commercial was the, the so socially rad. responsible so the thing shows to do how it's to self quarantine. I just want the co- and those cities ready for this are Alabama, uh, Arkansas, toxic man. Arizona. It should be about Florida, how do you feel. Georgia, it should be about Iowa, calories, Louisiana, Mississippi, Nevada, North Carolina, size, South Carolina, you know Tennessee. So, Texas, hey, wait, Utah, and California. Because that's that is a long health. list. Feeling included. Feeling Feel the gravity of about, about making these systems we that were need to be responsible. We shouldn't be traveling. I'm sorry. That make us I see these people that are still getting together for family vacations and birthday parties and events. We are not in a the pandemic. People are, people are dying. I personally know people that have died. So we got to keep asking these companies. This is not a hoax, y'all. It's coming up next. We're going to be doing some COVID updates. A lot keeps happening. By far, this thing is not done. It has not resolved itself. We still need to be aware. Geographical so we're going to come up with some new COVID updates. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel. Ready Q for this one? On so sit with this. The UA has barred American travelers from coming into Europe. 
because they're basically saying anyone coming from a high risk place like the United States, we get censored and called out and there can, this just got passed uh, over the weekend. They're like, we're not letting y'all in. And I get it. I support that. That makes sense because we're not following protocol and we have such high rates of infection that we're not safe. Now we were, we were happily opening up things, but now they're all getting shut down here. The governor Newsom here in California has shut down the bars again, bars and clubs, Arizona, they're going to close bars, gyms, and theaters because the coronavirus infections are spiraling there out of control. So the Arizona governor announced that, um, theaters, all that stuff shutting down. Um, they're still having limits on gatherings. We're not sure what's going to happen with school. Ah, you guys, this breaks my heart, breaks my heart. Uh, also, there's a list that's out. This is from the New York City, the New, uh, New York Post, that some high-end New York City hotels have not been changing sheets or wiping down surfaces. Like, I'm looking at this article. I'm not going to name any names. Do your research. But what's going on? They got, they busted it with some UV lights. This is horrifying. Like, this is really disturbing stuff. And we're still seeing these videos of people throwing hissy fits, like dysregulated children, around the fact that they're being asked to wear a mask. Yes, wear a mask. Yes, we want you to protect others. Um, and no, the coronavirus face mask does not limit your oxygen intake. That's been shown. That's been proven. Is it annoying? Sure. But I want us to be willing to be annoyed in service of taking care of and protecting other people. Like, it's ridiculous that people are throwing the hissy fits that they're throwing because of the fact that they've been asked to wear a mask. Now, I was looking at an interesting article, and I thought that this was hilarious. This is from Scientific American. And they're saying that the, the mask is now the condom of the face. Now, that's funny and when we talk about it in terms of protective measures, but what the article was really looking at was that how for male identified people, they, they're the ones that traditionally aren't fans of using or wearing safer sex practices like condoms. And they're saying, not shockingly, that there's also a high rate, and we've talked about this on the last segment, of men who won't wear masks because they don't think that they look masculine wearing one. I think there's nothing more empowered and masculine. I don't like the word masculine. I'm not going to use it. I don't think there's anything more empowering than someone wearing a mask. It says, I care. It says, I don't care how it looks. Also, um, a friend of the show, Lisa Guerra, she's a journalist. She was putting a post out telling about how she was hiking and a bunch of young girls were like, why are you wearing a mask while hiking? And she said to them, why are you not? And they actually said, cause we don't feel like we look pretty in it. We are at a time when people have such high vanity that they will not wear a mask to protect themselves and other people because they don't look pretty because we still think our goal is to always look pretty. It's okay. If you don't look pretty, you have worth and value outside of that. Our desirability should not be what's centered in our life, our lives and our life's decision, but it is, nor should our toxic masculinity. Oh, right. We're back. Centered now in our some, decision making. Uh, some COVID talk. Wear, That's right. We got to talk about it. Some stuff come up, came out last week and over the weekend. These numbers are astronomical. And, um, and this is scary stuff. Hope, so this is not first a joke. And all the same God rules still apply. Let's go over it. He's mask. the man with the plan. Always. And uh, he basically says he wouldn't Outdoors be surprised. Only. Limited periods of time. Dun, 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 dun. Six feet right plus away one. from people. Wash if we your go hands. up to 100,000 cases a day. And it's really heartbreaking if this to see these people around. battling so it and fighting it. And but again, he's the director of the National Institute for Allergy and Infectious literally Disease. Literally attacking we're listening them. To. Not the president, his cabinet. Has to wear They're not even smart enough to wear masks. It hurts my soul when I look at the collective mental health of people in our culture. But he's saying he wouldn't be surprised because that's really what we're being called upon is to regulate ourselves, take care and compassion for other people. Um, so um, we're also anyway, talking about yeah. Let's do better. To, let's do better. And I want you to put after those okay. You those returning to certain cities after traveling. I'm okay from with some healthy shaming. Some people say self quarantine not going to work. Like we're still saying that it's not just in, in like around there are so, cities again, let's that have better. such let's high numbers of infections together. That if you've let's been there, to care when you get home, those around the socially responsible thing to do is self quarantine. I want this COVID thing resolved as much as everyone else does. Trust me, I want my life back. I want to get back out in the world. Arizona again, we can't do that unless we all really. 
Georgia, on Iowa, Louisiana, Mississippi, Nevada, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, and California. That is a long list. have conversations. Feel the gravity of that long list. You know, and those around us that just need to be responsible. We shouldn't be traveling. Follow the rules. So I see these people look around that are at your friends, still getting together, family members, have those difficult conversations, have those hard to have we talks are because in again, we're all in this people together. are dying. I and, uh, personally know people that have died. We want our lives back. This is so real. We're going to keep talking about hope, that. More, it's more tips, worse. tricks, and thoughts on COVID. The United States You're listening is to Loveline with Dr. Chris by and far astronomically.com. The highest geographic location with numbers of infections. Ready for this one? Sliding into so DMs is brought to you by our sit with this. The UA has barred American travelers from coming into Europe because they're basically saying anyone coming from a high-risk place like the United States, we get censored and called out. And they're this just got passed uh, over the weekend. They're like, we're not letting y'all in. And I get it. I support that. That makes sense because we're not following protocol. We have such high rates of infection that we're not safe. We need now, to get we were we were happily First opening off, up things, but okay now they're all getting shut down. Here, the governor, Newsom here in California, has shut down the bars again, bars and clubs. That's Arizona, that's they're going to close bars, expected, gyms, and theaters because the coronavirus infections are spiraling there out of control. So the Arizona governor announced that um, theaters, all that stuff, shut down. Um, a lot they're still having limits on gatherings. We're not sure what's going to happen with school. Thoughtful about how much time <sighs> I'm staying. You guys, this breaks my heart. And I'm breaks also my heart. taking a break uh, away, and I'm feeling myself getting overwhelmed. And that's also, the there's a list that's out. This is from the New York City, the New, uh, New York Post, that some high end New York City hotels have not been changing sheets or wiping down surfaces. Like I'm looking at this article. I'm not going to name any names. Do your research, but you can't say what's going on. They busted it with some UV lights. This is horrifying. Like this is really disturbing stuff. You got it. You got to do better. And we're still seeing these videos. Of people yourself. throwing hissy fits, and I don't know that you have the like dysregulated children okay. around the fact that they're being asked to wear a mask. Yes, so wear a mask. The question is, yes, we want you to protect others. Um, and no, the coronavirus face mask does not limit your oxygen intake. That's been shown. That's been proven. Is it annoying? Sure, but I want us to be willing to be annoyed in service of taking care of and protecting other people. Like it's ridiculous that people are throwing the hissy fits that they're throwing because of the fact that they've been asked to wear a mask. Now I was looking at an interesting article, and I thought that this was hilarious. This is from Science. Scientific Americans, and they're saying that the, the mask is now the condom of the face. Very differently. Or if now, that's warm, funny hey, hey, when we talk about really it in terms of protective measures, but what the article is really not, looking not at is that how from male-identified people, they, they're the ones that traditionally aren't fans of using but, um, or wearing toys, safer sex practices like condoms, toys at them, and they're saying, not shockingly, that there's also a high rate, we talked about this on the last segment, of men who won't wear masks because they don't think that they look masculine wearing one. I think there's nothing more empowered and masculine. I don't like wearing a mask, I'm not going to use it. I don't think there's anything more empowering than someone wearing a mask. It says, I care. It says, I don't care how it looks. Also, um, a friend of the show, Lisa Guerra, she's a journalist. She was putting a post out telling about how she was hiking and a bunch of young girls were like, why are you wearing a mask while hiking? And she said to them, why are you not? And they actually said, because we don't feel like we look pretty in it. We are at a time when people have such high vanity that they will not wear a mask to protect themselves and other people because they don't look pretty because we still think our goal is to always look pretty. It's okay if you don't look pretty. You have worth and value outside of that. Our desirability should not be what's centered so in our life, many, our lives, so and our life's decision, but it is. Nor should our toxic masculinity be centered in our decision making around whether um, or not a whole we lot of things going on, you know, like wear a mask and we're willing to infect our family. And so our much going on. These so numbers are astronomical, and this is not a hoax, and this is but not a joke. And all the same rules still apply. Let's go over them again. Wear a mask. Don't give yourself a pass. Always. 
the impact outdoors of only together now limited periods of time matter, six feet no, plus away from people again, wash so your hands bam there's a lot of it's not that hard and it's really heartbreaking to see these people battling it and fighting it but more importantly attacking others literally attacking them and throwing hissy fits when asked to wear a mask um, if you have <sighs> it hurts my soul when I look at the collective mental health of the people in our culture um, because that's really what we're being called upon is to regulate ourselves, to have care and compassion for other people. So um, anyway, yeah, let's do better. Let's do better. And I want you to put those around you that aren't find the rules in check. I'm okay with some healthy shaming. Some people say shaming is not going to work. I think it can sometimes in topics around this. So, But again, let's do better. Let's do better. Let's be in this together. Let's continue to care about how we impact those around us. Like that's mental health. Look, I want I want this COVID thing resolved as much as everyone else does. <laughs> Trust me, I want my life back. I want to get back out in the world. But again, we can't do that unless we all really focus on following the rules. We all know what the rules are. And listen, I don't want us shaming each other, but I do support us weighing in on and trying to have conversations with friends and families, you know, and those around us that just aren't really following the rules. So look around at your friends, look around at your family members, have those difficult conversations, have those hard to have talks because again, Again, we're all in this together so much to and uh, if nothing else man we want our lives back so we're going to keep talking about that more more tips tricks and thoughts on covid you're listening to love with dr chris on the new channel q and on radio.com we want you to explore with confidence question of the night it's up on our loveline ig page so wait in on that we'll be breaking that on down you are listening to love line with dr chris on the new channel q and on radio.com All right, we're back, and uh, I, I want to talk about loneliness. And it's interesting, you know, I, I was kind of looking at my own journey the past couple of days and thinking about how some of us work in professions, especially those like myself that are psychologists, and we work in the mental health world. And it's often really hard for us to allow ourselves to sometimes acknowledge and feel certain feelings. And when I have those really beautifully humanizing moments, it reminds me that it has to be even more difficult for a lot of other individuals. We walk around with these different labels and identities in the world, and they often come with a lot of expectations about competence and thriving and resilience. And again, that can be very dehumanizing because we're all humans first, whether we're a parent or a boss or a teacher or a therapist, we're still a human first. And we still have a right to feel a full range of human emotions. But sometimes, and I see this most often in my office with parents, they believe that their job is to be better than certain things, better than certain struggles, better than certain behaviors, better than certain emotional states. And mental health is about feeling all your feelings. And we've talked about toxic positivity, right? Which is the idea that you should always look on the bright side, stay positive, the world is what you create. You're in charge of your thoughts. Well, that's partly true, but we are at the mercy of what is said to us, and we should care what people think and say about us. Otherwise, we become sociopaths and narcissists. All right, it's we're back. Empathy. Time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. Sliding into DMs is brought to you by our friends at Trojan Condoms because it's a big old sex world. You know, we want you to explore the confidence. Here we go. It's your Dr. Chris. You know, I'm finding it more and more difficult to mitigate that impact. Entertain my larger point is, and I really hate to say this, but they're kind of getting on my nerves. I feel like so my temper I want has a super short views. It's not their fault. As a boss, but everyone in the house is losing it. 
How can I apologize, but address as the issue at hand? We need to that get out of this house. First off, it's okay to have stress or frustration with those. And that's and that's something we have that's to normal. consider and think about. Expected. Because again, Especially there are some professions we are with and identities in some cases right really now around the clock. It's exhausting. It's hard. It's difficult. We are and all right now in burning the on COVID short fuse, I feel to myself. But knowing that, taking a lot of deep breaths, doing a lot of self-care, and being thoughtful about how much time I'm staying around certain people. And I'm also taking a break away when I'm feeling myself getting overwhelmed. And that's the work of being a good parent, a good partner, a good human being, a good boss, a good employee. When you're feeling yourself getting overwhelmed, you put things on pause and say, I'm going to take a minute. And I'll work with clients that will talk about having to be more regulated than your children. doing something. You can't say, you can't expect better behavior from your children than you're willing to model or act out in front of them. So you've got to do better. But know that some empathy and care for yourself. This is a very hard time. And I don't know that you have to entertain that. I think it's okay to let some people be lower to themselves. So the question is, they're getting on your nerves. I get it. You've got to socialize one-on-one. You have to work Larger groups don't allow the capacity for deeper That is you learning how to check in with your body. And when you feel yourself getting stressed or overloaded, I prefer and you're not comfortable with how you're going to talk so I can step away. So I can closeness. That is a life's work. Hiking. There's no quick fix for that. People always want to know. Quick simple to the beach. Whatever it is. But I like to go to track ourselves. We wear ourselves, learn how to regulate ourselves, know what our triggers are, where the larger the number, very differently. Or if we're feeling overwhelmed, call it out. Hey, hey everyone, I'm having a really hard day. Just want to let y'all know. Not, not let myself off the but hook. But we're going to do my best to be as present as possible. You know what I mean? And maybe people kind of help you with that. And so, but around those toys, we can sometimes throw some toys at them, put some movies on, but my large let them go outside. And I say that for my people that are not feeling more loose with people. Let my kids maybe play more video games, stronger or whatever it is. But video games, buy buy more video games rent some more that, movies that, that let them go outside but let them paint let them draw let them go online and, and watch a tour of museum i mean that museum and you're not sorry, necessarily my accent they people call me out on that word on i have a lot of insecurity around saying that one word because of it um, there's so many beautiful things online that are free tours of different things so i would say go online god bless technology research study and i hope reading and some of those things are more self-reflective and google and there's a value in that and that's lost free things for kids or you have to find the key search words i don't have them i don't have children I, I trust that you're, you're able to figure that out. Solitude. But Google around and find the free resources. resources. There are right so everyone, many, right? so many. Whether my mom the other day was telling me that she was because watching a museum. Those of us that are following social distancing rules, and that's when uh, there's a whole lot of things to, going I on, like that kind of free films. So much going on. So take the pressure off yourself. Because right now that's But you dress it by own. You dress it by calling it out. As I'm watching my own life and others, the impact of our time together now does count and does matter. But it is very frustrating. But Again, I'm so thankful for technology because there's a lot of things my that life and others that are fun. Let them go wander around outside because they kids, just kids insist to entertain on themselves. Don't 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 reinforce the, the idea that when bored it's your responsibility. And birthdays, out for even though all these things can be done, but get out the arts and crafts year, stuff. But if you have the finances, go hit the store and buy some board But those of us that are following the rules, go old school with it. We're experiencing a lot of loneliness. And that <laughs> now it's the time for us to pathological. Go you should feel. I can't tell you right how much now, reading I've been doing. So it's not about how many movies I've been watching, lonely, how many walks and I've gone on. And the next segment, we're going to talk I'm about trying to ways to how kind of to love sit with cooking. it and about it. There's a lot but of right now. I just want to talk about the family. So we don't necessarily have to get rid of that. Look, we just also remember this isn't right. Isn't for. And I want us to find the beauty and the value in things that we're drawing. Use it as a time to be self-reflective, to your normal, and I think to rest, to nap, to listen to the music you want to to learn how to cook and follow recipes, to dance, to build. Deeper relationships one-on-one on, one on FaceTime or Skype. 
paying to attention read, follow the to watch rules, all the movies smart, or that series you know, our friends and family and follow so when we come back next and then well, things come back kind of I don't know I didn't say so that again, but uh, we're going to talk about a new perspective and some ways to maybe shave off some of the sharp edges there's so much to do it doesn't have to be expensive new channel and let me just land on nature 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 outdoors is going to be one of your best friends oh right there's so much so we're talking about loneliness and I was saying the last sun letting the kids run around that I don't want it to be something that we do what you got to do bring a book bring some music I don't want it to be something that we the DMs is brought to you by our friends at Trojan Condoms because, because it's a big old sex of world and we want you to explore with confidence question of the night it's up on our Loveline IG page so wait and on that we're breaking that on down you are listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on radio we're allowed to go through periods of time where we're more self-reflective and introspective and that does require time alone and so I am a huge fan of people taking a weekend to themselves even if they're a married mother with five kids if you can find people to take care of your kids for the weekend go away on your own to the beach to the mountains to a staycation down the block or just out for the day or home for the day. But it's okay to say, today I don't wanna be a father or a husband or a friend or an employee. Today I wanna just be a solo individual in the world. And if you can, in a very healthy way, set those boundaries, take that time. I do that all the time. Even when I'm in a serious committed relationship, there's days, times, or weekends where I want just to be on my own. And I close my phone off to work and I don't take any work emails or calls. That's a hard boundary I set. Or I'm not, you know, I tell my partner, I'm gonna be gone for the weekend. I'll check in or whatever it is. We need that. And there's something beautiful in that. So don't be afraid of that. And so that's what I want people to know. It's not bad or wrong that you're feeling lonely right now. You know, we live in an American culture where we think that we need a quick fix for everything. If I'm sad, I got to get rid of it. If I'm anxious, I got to get rid of it. And what we start doing is we start creating anxiety and fear around these emotions, but they are natural and normal and healthy and we will all experience them. Now, for some people, it's far larger and they need medication and therapy and they do need to reduce it. But for the bulk of us, it's called life. And I want us to learn how to encounter it. It can't always be get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. And that's the caveat to this because I'm going to tell us how we should re-perspective it. And that the first piece is what we just said is don't pathologize it. It's not bad or wrong. It doesn't mean something bad happens, something's wrong or something's off. And it could sometimes just be a phase. And I, and again, as I'm sharing really, you know, with a lot of disclosure is I'll go through phases where I want heightened socialization and I'll go through phases where I want heightened solitude. And that can bring with it loneliness. Why? Because we're not familiar with it. Because with our phones and technology, we are so hyper-connected that it's rare that we are fully alone or on our own. Because I'm not talking in a literal sense. Remember, our brain, our psychology is very symbolic. It can symbolize. And so even though you might be alone in your home, if you are looking at pictures of someone or on Instagram or texting or talking to them, you symbolically are spending time with them. It doesn't necessarily meet our, our needs to the depth that real eye contact or touch would, but you are symbolically spending time with them. And so I want us to honor that, that it's rare that we're alone, even if we're without our technology and in the bathtub. If we are thinking about someone, we are symbolically, again, spending time with them. Now, this is why with grief and loss, I talk to people about the fact that they are no longer someone that might have passed or, yeah, someone that might have passed, that they are no longer physically here, but they're very much emotionally and psychologically here and present. That psychologically and emotionally, they haven't gone anywhere and we can still spend time with them. My father passed a couple years ago and I still spend a lot of time with him. I still talk to him all the time. I don't believe he's gone. I believe his physical form is gone, but emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually, he's more present than he ever was before. And I spend a lot of time with him and I talk to him and he talks back to me and he's still here. And our culture is afraid of concepts like that, but I don't subscribe to that. I believe we can talk to people that have passed and they are very present. 
you know, it's just all right. We're like back, that, that, and uh, you know, I, I want to talk about loneliness. And we are so it's interesting. That, that we don't you know, I, I was kind of looking at my own not journey the past couple days and thinking about how think if I can't some of us work in professions, here, especially those but like remember, myself that are psychologists ultra, and work in the mental health world. That we can't and see. But it's often really hard for us to allow ourselves to sometimes acknowledge and feel certain feelings. And when I have those really beautifully humanizing moments, it reminds me that. And it's it there. has to be even more difficult for a lot of other individuals. Until it's been proven. We walk Otherwise, around with these different labels or identities in the world. Our senses. And, and they often come with a lot of expectations about competence and thriving and resilience. And again, that can be very dehumanizing. Because we're all humans first. Whether we're a parent or a boss or a teacher or a therapist, we're still a human first. And we There's, still have a right to feel a full range of human emotions. And that's but not sometimes, bad or wrong. Let me and I see this what, most what often in my office provide? with parents. What, what they believe that this their job have that I is to be better than certain others, things, better than certain struggles, on them. better than certain that behaviors, better than certain emotional don't states. Drop into shame. And mental health is about feeling all your Own feelings. It. Talk and we've about, talked about toxic remember, positivity, health, right? Which is the idea yours, that you should always look on the bright side, stay positive. It the world is what you create. You're in charge of your thoughts. Their well, that is that's stunning. partly that's true. One of the but we are at the mercy of what is said to us, and we should care what people think and, and say about us. Otherwise, we become sociopaths and narcissists. It's called empathy, and we are relational beings, and our brains and nervous systems wire, and we do get infected with other people's emotions. That's actually acceptable and healthy, and it's about, you know, don't go really into setting boundaries, seeing and deciding on you know oh, I'm the here health with of the people you, you're around to okay mitigate that impact. Just say, I'm sorry but to hear that. my larger more, point is right? that mental health is to feel all your feelings. Maybe tell them and so I want people to be able to show lonely. vulnerability Not having overcome as a boss, because they don't need to overcome as depression, anxiety, or loneliness, as a leader. That functional level, because that, that shouldn't be seen as you being incompetent or not worthy of trust. So I love sharing stories, and that's and that's something we have to consider and think about. Because again, there are some professions and identities that really deny us that capacity. And right now in the COVID pandemic, right, everything's happening within that. Everything's a little amplified. And I was sitting again and thinking about loneliness and how culturally there can be a little bit of shame in acknowledging. Clinical depression, right? and clinical we are so hyper focused on talking about people with functional having a group or a squad. Depression and anxiety. And I'll work with clients we, that will we, talk we about having been out during the weekend on like their own doing something. And they walk by a restaurant so or a bar and they see don't people out of together in groups, and they feel shamed by that. As an and often the work with them so is on realizing: Do they want to be a part of that, or have they been led to believe that they should? Have they been led to believe by themselves or others that that's a better way of being or more struggling? Because some people are lower level social or more. I, am. Than that. I tend to socialize one-on-one on one right only. Getting rid getting Larger rid groups rid don't allow the capacity my for deeper relationships to be built get rid of the with each person. Get rid of the it's just well. not possible. We get so I prefer the and hang out with all my friends one-on-one on one so I can have deeper intimacy and closeness. So I go hiking for dinner, to the movie, to a museum, to theater, to the beach, whatever it is. But I like to go with one, maybe two people so we can have a lot of depth All right, question of the night. It's up on our Loveline page. Wait on that. And then we'll be sliding into those DMs. Listen to Loveline with Dr. Chris. 
new channel Q will be. It can actually be an intimacy blocker. But we often believe that proximity closeness is intimacy, and it's not. And so, question of the night's always up on our weekend. Can sometimes provide a false sense of closeness. But my larger point, and I say that to remind people that if you're not feeling closer deep to these people, that might be why. And try to really build one-to-one relationships with people. That's how you really get that that depth. And more than half of people think everyone has to do that. And some people have that FOMO, the fear of missing out. And you're not necessarily missing out. They are sometimes missing out on what your one-on-one or your more isolative way of being. Some things might never go back to real time. However, I know for me, I'm a big fan of research and study, and I like reading. And some of those things are more self-reflective from dehydration. And there's a value in that, and that's lost sometimes when you're out with others. So again, my point is, we need to culturally destigmatize and depathologize loneliness and solitude. But loneliness is something that's coming up a lot right now for everyone. Right? Whether that is normal for them or not, because those of us that are following social distancing rules, and that's what I'm really speaking to, I have to kind of leave out this conversation. Those that aren't following rules and regulations, I like. I can't because right now that's also a personal frustration I have. That okay? As I'm watching my own life and others be reduced and set back because of COVID numbers rising, it is very frustrating and disappointing to see people that are making my life and others that are following the rules lives more difficult because they just insist on going to parties there, look, and the beach I, and barbecues I, I just and birthdays like even though all these things can be done later or next year but they insist and so just I'm just leaving y'all outside of this conversation but those of us that are following the rules tons of money, and that we're experiencing career, a lot of loneliness on this stuff. and so that isn't pathological you should feel lonely right now during this time so it's not about how do I not feel lonely and in the next segment we're going to talk about ways to kind of sit with it and rethink about it but right now I just want to talk about the fact that we don't necessarily have to get rid of that. No. That is part of what's happening because right it's now. it's not good for right? mental health. And I want us to find the beauty and the value in that. that. Use we it as a time to be self-reflective, to journal, to rest, time, to nap, to listen to the music you want to listen to, to learn I mean, how to cook and follow recipes, this, to dance, to build deeper relationships one-on-one on FaceTime or Skype, to read, to watch all the movies or that series you never got to get into. So when we come back next, well, we next come back, I don't know how you even say that, but we're going to talk about a new perspective and some ways to maybe shave off some of the sharp edges Gymnastics hurts athletes. Listen to Love Life with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on radio. Good point. Good point. Uh, I had a younger brother that he had an eating disorder due to being a wrestler, trying to make weight. It impacted his mood. He started uh, with depression, anxiety, developed an eating disorder, and still struggles with that. And so I totally appreciate what you're saying. And a lot of gymnasts, yes, they have a lot of eating disorders um, and also harm and injure their body with overtraining. Yeah, there's a lot of damage. Football. I mean, do you see what happens with broken bones, but more importantly, the head injuries and concussions and the brain damage? And we love watching and supporting that. So I, I appreciate what you're saying. What's the difference? Either we look out for people's mental health and physical health and that comes before sports or it doesn't. But I guess I, I hear what you're saying. It's an odd, it's an online to draw where we're just going to problematize um, online and not offline. Someone said UC Irvine has a department dedicated to gamers. There was an ESPN doc about it and everyone on the show seemed okay. Note, yes. Uh, yeah, oh, that's right. Yes, his fiance Milo is the on-site psychologist for the UC Irvine Gaming Program. We love Dr. Milo and Yessie from AMP. Shout out to both of them. Uh, yeah, he's a big fan of online gaming. He's talked about the really beautiful strengths and assets that can come from it. So we had him on the show. We'll have to have him back on talking more about it. But um, he's on our show, uh, I'm Listening Live. Back then it was called I'm Listening, Stay Connected. So check it out. It's on all the radio.com handles, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. And he was our guest more than once. And this was one of the things we talked about. So 
those that want to go back and kind of deep dive, there it is for you. Check it out. Um, all right, let's see what else people said. Someone said, I, I feel like there's a mental risk with all sports, so why would gaming be different? Bam, I 100% agree with that. That that was my stance as well. Oh, right. <clears throat> so we're talking about loneliness. support. And I was saying the last race thing, car driving. I mean, that I don't, I don't want it to be something that we fear. I don't want it to be something that we desperately avoid. Because oh there's God, a beauty in people and there's a strength in cheerleading. That. And that socialization um, is All sports beautiful. have a risk. I actually we are really socially wired. We thrive in relationships. Stuff but that doesn't mean that it has to always be our goal so or our priority. I'm with you on We're allowed that. to go through really periods of time how we'll run our bodies down to of introspective. And that does require time alone. And so I am a huge fan of people taking a weekend to themselves. Even if they're a married mother with five kids, if you can find people to take care of your kids for the weekend, go away on your own. To the beach, to the mountains, to a staycation down the block. Or just out for the day, or home for the app, day. Or this but it's okay just to say today I don't want to be just watch a father or a husband or a friend I I or an employee. Today I want to just I'm, be I'm a solo individual in the world. And if you but can, I'm more of a, a very healthy person. way. Set you those boundaries. Take that time. I do that all the time. Even when I'm in a serious committed relationship. There's question of the night for those that are just joining us in a new study by World Warships. Fifty-six percent of people say esports should be in the Olympics. I love that. That's a hard So the question of the night was: Should esports be in the Olympics? Tell my partner, even though it's gone. Showing too much check in or whatever it is, we need the thing. And there's something someone else, someone, and on so this one said, I'm sure and there's so that's what I want people to know. It's not bad or wrong, but how would you even watch right people you know, play video in games an American TV culture where lame. we think that we need I mean, a quick that's fix for everything? Feel, I'm sad, I gotta get rid of it. I'm anxious, I gotta get rid of sports. And what we start doing is, but they do, they do. There's a huge world of emotions, but they are natural and normal and healthy. Things we learn, experience them, but we're not aware of For some people, it's far larger than medication and therapy, and they do need to reduce it. But for the bulk of us, it's called life. And I want us like to learn what, how to encounter it. You never know where an entire career get rid of it. And that's the caveat itself. to this. Because don't I'm knock it, parents. Don't knock it. Tell us how All we right, should coming up next, we're going to be sliding into the DMs. The first piece is what we're we just to said is don't pathologize. A new channel it's not bad or wrong. It doesn't mean something bad happens, something's wrong, or something's off. And it could sometimes just be a phase. And again, as I'm sharing really with a lot of disclosure, is I'll go through phases where I want heightened socialization. And I'll go through phases where I want heightened solitude. And that can bring with it loneliness. Why? Because we're not familiar with it. Because with our phones and technology, we are so hyper-connected that it's rare that we are fully like alone or on our own because I'm not talking in the literal sense. Remember, our brain, our psychology is very <laughs> oh, symbolic. Better, it can <laughs> symbolize. Like and so even though you might we be alone in your home, if you are yeah, looking at pictures that. of someone or on Instagram or texting or talking to them, you symbolically are spending time with them. It doesn't necessarily meet our needs to the depth that real eye contact or touch would, but you are symbolically spending time with them. And so I want us to honor that, that it's rare that we're alone. Even if we're without our technology and in the bathtub, if we're thinking about someone, we are symbolically, again, spending time with them. Now, this is why with grief and loss, I talk to people about the fact that they are no longer someone that might have passed or... Yeah, someone that might have passed, that they are no longer physically block, here, but they're very much emotionally that. and psychologically right. here like and present. That psychologically and emotionally, they haven't gone anywhere, and we can so still not, spend time you know, with them. My father passed a couple years ago, and I still spend a lot of time with him. I still talk to him all the time. I don't believe he's gone. I believe his physical form is gone, but emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually, he's more present than he ever was before. And I spend a lot of time with him, and I talk to him, and he talks back to me, and he's still here. And our culture is afraid of concepts like that, but I don't subscribe to that. I believe and we can talk to people that have, that have passed and they are very so, present. 
you know, it's just kind of like the fact that, you know, physicality, materialism, we are so obsessed with that, that we don't believe or trust things that are not easily accessed with our five senses. We think if I can't see it, touch it, smell it, or hear it, it's not there. But remember, we have ultra, we have, we have colors and sounds that we can't see, but animals can. Or science and technology can show us that they exist. Atoms, there's so much of the world that's swimming around us that we don't have access to with our five senses. And it's there. We can prove it's there, but we don't believe it until it's been proven. Otherwise, because we only trust what's accessible with our senses. And that will let you down. There's a whole world around you. And the most important things in life aren't things that we can touch or quantify. Things like love and relationality and trust. And so we have to start believing in things that are beyond our five senses. So again, Loneliness. We can spend time with people, well, nonetheless. We have to get familiar with it. Start building in time that's a beautiful thing to say. Ah, oh, I'm feeling lonely, and that's and not bad or wrong. Let me sit in this. What 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 can this provide? What what experience does this allow me to have that I can't otherwise when I'm around others, distracted or focused on them? Like that is stunning. And don't drop into shame. And also Own it. Things, when you come back, talk about it. Because remember, mental health, the more you talk about yours, the more people get familiar hearing it talked about. It normalizes it for them. It also lets them know that they can come to you to talk about their experience. That is stunning. I think that's one of the biggest gifts we can give when we talk about our mental health and our mental health journey is we say, this is a safe space. This is a safe relationship where that kind of discussion and work can happen, right? So don't shame or pathologize that. When someone comes to you, try to hold Hold that space with them. Don't go into that toxic positivity around their loneliness of, oh, I'm here with you, or it'll be okay, or blah, blah. Just say, I'm sorry to hear that. Tell me more, right? Help them learn how to sit more with it. Maybe tell them stories about you having been lonely. Not having overcome it, because we don't need to overcome depression or anxiety or loneliness if it's at that functional level, that normal human level that we're all going to encounter. But it's about knowing that it's allowed to just be there. And so I love sharing stories about dealing with loneliness, depression, anxiety. Again, not overcome. Stop, it doesn't away, need to be overcome. It's, it's meant to be carried with us. And this is where Eastern philosophy is stunning. It says, ah, just like when you're in a good mood, you go shopping and live your life. We need to learn how to carry these other moods with us as well. You're sad? Go shopping. You're happy? Go shopping. And again, I'm not talking about people with clinical depression or, uh, clinical depression or anxiety. I've, I've left that out. I'm talking about people with functional, normal, healthy levels of depression and anxiety. We, we, we put them in our backpack like all the other emotions and we move so again, don't shame it. Don't be afraid of it. See loneliness as an opportunity. So much can come from that, right? Like I said, that's when I produce my 